it's Tiffany. And Lisa, unfortunately, is not able to be with us today. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us on Mommy's Wine Time. Today's topic is Halloween. We're going to start off with the drink of the day. We made, how do you pronounce it? Mo. Mimosas. Mimosas. I was, say I was like going to say mojitos. I was <laughs> yes, like, we didn't make mojitos. <laughs> we made mimosas today. So we made it with Corbel California champagne and orange juice. And Danielle got the Corbel from work, right? It did. My boss gave us um, a bottle, so thank you, Jerry. Probably not listening, but thank you. I wish my bosses gave me alcohol. <laughs> um, it doesn't work that way where I work, but. And it was no special occasion. He just. Like, in. every Friday day, I was like, he brought us champagne. He brought us our own bottle of beer. I'm <laughs> like, dang, I need to work where Daniel works. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we, we get favored. We get favors. We get, like, girl, a lot, a lot. So, it's good, though. I like it. Oh, yeah. I love mimosas. I like the champagne alone, though, like this one. This is, a, like, one of the regulars that he normally buys when it comes to champagne, so. I think I have had Corbel before. Just, like, straight. So it's pretty good. And the mimosas, oh, my gosh, these are amazing. I, Amazing. Is this your first time having a mimosa? Yes. Like I said last time, I know um, Ashley said, like, you can put orange juice with it, but we didn't have any orange juice, so we just drank it just the straight champagne so and this i was like okay well wait for him to buy another <laughs> i love mimosas but to be honest it kind of makes me feel like a little bit of an alcoholic i mean more than what you guys hear on the show but i'm like mimosas are they tend to be a brunch drink or like a morning alcohol i didn't drink. know that and so i kind of feel guilty drinking them because i'm like it's Really early in the morning to be drinking alcohol. I don't feel that bad, but, you know. Maybe I'll make me some orange juice tomorrow morning for work. <laughs> That's horrible. All right, so we'll go ahead and jump into the topic. Uh, tonight, we're going to discuss Halloween because, of course, it is the Tuesday before Halloween, and this year, Halloween falls on a Saturday. How awesome is that? I'm going to enjoy that. I don't have to rush home from work or try to get off early or won't be able to visit, like, one or two houses because it's already dark and it's past, like, the the time period. Exactly. So. I think it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun. Um, hopefully it's a safe Halloween. Um, but we're going to discuss three general topics tonight. Um, of course, I'd like to give you guys some fun facts, so we'll start off with that. Um, we'll jump into changes in the celebration of Halloween, and we'll kind of end up talking about the sexy outfit trend. So, I went to randomhistory.com, and they have 40 fun facts about Halloween. I'm only going to give you guys 11. If you want to check out the other ones they have, you can go there and visit the site. Of course, the link will be in the show notes. So, the first fun fact is... The 1978 movie Halloween was on such a tight budget that they used the cheapest mask they could find, which happened to be a William Shatner Star Trek Star Trek mask. I did not know this. Me neither. I just thought it was a plain white mask, mm -hmm. but apparently it is from the movie Star Trek. Uh, number two. First, jack-o'-lanterns were made from turnips. So most people make their jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins. I guess originally it used to be turnips. 
Number three, Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. Probably from all the costume sales uh -huh. and the candy, candy. Sales, yeah. And then people are buying the decorations because it's you know Christmas. They're decorating like the outside with all the lights. Halloween, they want That's to make true. it look. People go like all yeah, out for their they do. their Halloween decorations. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So that's probably why it's, I I can see it being like the second biggest because Christmas you're buying the decorations, you're buying the gifts, you're buying the wrapping paper. So Halloween you don't have to actually buy you know spend money on gifts, but you're spending money on candy, you know, decorations, and costumes, you have to dress costumes. Up. Yeah, yeah, so ton of stuff. Uh, number four. Samhainophobia is the fear of Halloween. I don't think I've ever met anybody who had the fear. I've had met fear people of who Halloween? Had fear of clowns. Oh, clowns. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I don't think I've ever Halloween, met anyone. Yeah. I've met That'd people who don't celebrate it. Yeah. That would be interesting, though, to meet someone who's who fears Halloween. I don't know. Yeah. Just to, like, just to see, like, their whole mindset of it and why they fear it. I mean, Halloween is kind of creepy. In general. I you mean, know it's ghosts, it's from, vampires, it's scary I, things. I, I get that, but for me, I think that I don't get, like, I get scared off of stuff that I know can really happen in real life. So other stuff, like, if I'm like, okay, I know this can't happen in real life, it doesn't scare me. So you don't believe that ghosts or spirits exist? Yes and no. It's kind of... So what does that mean? I don't know. What What is the yes part and what is the no? Like, where do you get the yes? Like, I, I kind of see that spirits and ghosts exist and no. I don't know. Maybe don't because like I've never this... personally seen it. Like, I, I believe, like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know where I'm at with that. I, I don't believe in it. Like, I maybe I don't personally believe in it. But it can happen. But you respect that others believe <laughs> yeah. that. I think there is a such thing as ghosts. I mean, I've had encounters where you would think a ghost is in the house. Seriously. Okay, I was going to say, I've had encounters with ghosts, but I don't believe they exist. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I have. And after you tell your fun facts, I'll tell you, like, my two stories that, like, really freaked me out about it. So we'll go into we'll go into those encounters that if they were really a ghost, then... Okay. We'll have story time with Danielle after the fun facts, <laughs> All right, number five. 50% of children prefer chocolate candies on Halloween. I think that's a very realistic one. I might even say that it's kind of short-sighted. I know a majority of children like chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Um, number six. According to Irish legend, jack-o'-lanterns are named after a man named Jack who tricked the devil so many times that he was banned from heaven and hell. He was forced to wander the earth waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. I don't believe that. It's it's a legend. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think the word jack-o'-lantern came from then? Because it makes sense. Jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns. I'm, like, I'm not following you there. No? Okay. All right. I get the jack and I get the lantern from the story. Well, oh, it's like of, you know, they just shorten it out. It's like don't. It's like do not, but oh, they took out the o, o, so they took off the F. Jack O Lantern. Where'd you get the F from? Of, you know, oh! Jack of Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm dealing with Jessica Simpson here. <laughs> you know, like the chicken of the sea. <laughs> 
Yeah, you you're right. Wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Largest pump. The largest pumpkin was grown by Norm Craven and weighed eight hundred and thirty-six pounds. I wish I could have seen it. I wonder they ever had a picture of that. I'm sure they have a picture. That had to be a huge pumpkin and heavy. Like, how would you yeah. move that? I mean, like, how would they move it to scale it? I mean, a normal, let's say, like an average person weighs 150. So okay. you're talking like what? Almost six of those. Almost six people. That's how big the pumpkin is. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. The fastest pumpkin carver is Stephen Clark. His time is 24.03 seconds. It takes me hours to carve a pumpkin, people. I don't know how he did it in 24 seconds. I've never carved a pumpkin. Never. No. Have you, like, painted a pumpkin? Because painting pumpkins is really popular now. Yeah. And I want to say I was the first person to ever paint a pumpkin, but that's probably a lie. But I want to say I kicked off the trend. I... I don't, because my kids asked me this year, and they're like, can we carve a pumpkin? I was like, no, we can't carve a pumpkin. Mommy will be the one to either chop off her finger trying to carve a pumpkin, Ooh. or it's just going to look bad because I don't have any artsy drawing type of, and, I mean, you can just You can trace. get stencils. Yeah, I will still find some way to mess it up. Yeah, that's true. I so, do too, because I always think I'm really good at it. I then... would do like the markers, and I don't even know if I would let my kids paint. I would probably be like, here's some markers, go <laughs> You have to make sure you don't give them permanent markers, though. And those are probably the ones that work the best on the pumpkin. But permanent markers scare me. Yeah. It's the same thing. Kids get that on something and you're kind of struck. Walls, though. I remember Brill wrote permanent marker on, on the walls before we got it off. Did you use that uh, magic eraser? Magic eraser. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah those right. things are cool. All right. Number nine. The first mention of Halloween in print in North America was in Blackie, Alberta, Canada in 1927. So we'll kind of dub that the introduction of Halloween Mm -hmm. to North America. Number 10. Ireland is believed to be the birthplace of Halloween. Maybe why we have the jack-o'-lantern, Irish legend thing going on. Maybe. And lastly, this one would be helpful for all the women, all the single girls out there. All right. Scottish girls believed they could see images of their future husband if they hung wet sheets in front of the fire on Halloween. Other girls believed they could see their boyfriend's faces if they looked into mirrors while walking downstairs at midnight on Halloween. That would be freaky. I wouldn't have wanted to do that to see... No. None of you single ladies want to try it out? Yeah. <laughs> let if us any, know. If you guys try, if any of you single ladies try this out, please let me know. All the single ladies. All right, Danielle, I am done with my fun facts, so now it's time for story time with <laughs> Danielle. All right. So, the first incident, I remember we lived, I don't remember, well, so, I live with my parents, and I can't remember the stories of stuff that would happen, like paranormal activity stuff that would happen. But I always knew that someone had, well, someone had told me before, like, if you watch those type of movies, then the evil spirits will come from the movie and come into your house. Like, you watch those movies, you're welcoming them into your house. Like poltergeist? Yeah. Oh. So, my sister loves, my little sister loves those, like, those type of movies. So, um, 
I forgot what type of paranormal activity. It wasn't what I seen at, at the beginning, but it was more of like what my mom and sister would be like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. So well, we, you didn't personally witness no, it? No, no, not at this time. Okay. They were telling me, this is when we lived on Range. Remember where I had uh, Braille at? Okay. The house we were living at when I had Braille at. So when I moved with my mom in, when they lived in Heatherstone in Montgomery, mm-hmm. they had their house, and one day, somebody was like flicking the lights on and off, on and off, on and off. Like the light switch, just like doing this. So I'm like... I'm like yelling. I'm like, stop. And it was late at night. I'm like, stop. And the light just kept going. So I was like, stop. So they stopped. And like five minutes later, the lights kept going like that again. And I'm like, who the hell Now, is could this? you hear the actual light yes, switch? Yes, the light switch clicking oh, okay. on and off. So I got mad because I'm thinking it's so. I'm mean, thinking either it's A, Carmelo or Brielle like playing with the lights, even though they were younger. I was like, maybe, you know, like little kids, because trying to like, yeah. down. they like to play with the light switch. Or I was like, maybe it's like my sister like trying to play around and scare me. So I go up to the stairs and I don't see anybody. So I go to every room in the house. Everybody in the house was sleeping. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little freaked out. I was like, okay. So I like went back downstairs and I'm like, I just kept watching the light and I'm like, please no, you're just like, just stop. But the second time that this happened, and I was like really freaked out. I was trying to get Brielle and Carmella. This is when I lived with Amanda. I was trying to get Brielle and Carmella ready. And um, we were trying to go somewhere. So I'm yelling and screaming off the top of my lungs, like, hurry up, get ready. All of a sudden, the lights flicker. And the radio in Amanda's room just starts playing, like, really loud. What was it like, playing? I don't remember what the song Just was. I was like so freaked out that I was like, okay. So I like walked like in her room and like no one's in there. So I had to like turn it off, like figure out how to turn it off. And I'm like, okay guys, let's hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody get up and go. I was like, I don't know. I was like, for a while, I was like, I'm not going to yell at the kids anymore for a long time. Was and it that, like a voice activated radio or that? But I don't know if you remember the time where Brielle was hearing voices. She said she was hearing voices. I do remember and the you voices saying that. told her to kill me, and that was like maybe a week after. So I was freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> that would freak me out alone. Just my child telling me that voices in their head were were telling them to kill me. That would freak me out alone. I was I was freaked out for like the first day. Well, when they told me I had to come get her, I was freaked out. So I picked her up. We went to the store, and I was like, so. <laughs> but, yeah, that was around that time, too, so I was, like, really freaked out. I was like, and it was just, I felt like if it was spirits, because I don't necessarily believe in them, I was like, maybe they, she has one that's, like, that just likes her, and, like. It's a friendly ghost. Just, like, I just it's like, pissed the ghost off, I guess. It's like Casper. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. Oh my god! But yeah, I other than that, I don't think I really had any other like. I haven't had any here, which is good. I don't think I've ever had a ghost or a spiritual encounter or anything like that. I know my sister Amanda. She in my grandparents' old apartment. She thought she saw a man wearing. Like a prison suit, I want to say a white and black striped prison suit, mm-hmm. walking across their apartment. 
And in the same apartment, my aunt was going to kiss my uncle, and a painting fell in between them. Oh, wow. Off the wall in between them. So it's it was very weird. I personally didn't see anything, or, and I've never witnessed anything like that, so I don't have any ghost stories to tell, guys. Yeah, so, I don't know. Those are my, my two, I would say, closest encounters. <laughs> I just hope that um, we don't have any of this house. All right, so we will move on to the next topic, which is changes in celebration of Halloween. So we'll kind of talk about the school realm and the public realm. I know from when I was a kid, um, we used to get homemade treats. Mm -hmm. And now there's a rule that there are no homemade treats. And some teachers even go as far as to say no treats, period. Brill and Carmelo School, there's no, there's no food. See, and that's, yeah, it slowly evolved from, like, I remember getting popcorn balls and mm-hmm. just different cool little treats that people's parents would make, and now you can't even do any of that. Um, another one was no scary costumes. So when we were kids, we didn't have a rule on what type of costumes you could wear and now they say like no mask no swords nothing scary you know what this year now that you mention it this year i did read i went over their list in the like last year i didn't see this and maybe i wasn't paying attention last year but like this year i see like no jason or freddy costumes like they actually put that on the letter like home to the parents um i'm not sure about mask like if they said if you can wear it or not um, I know, like, they don't allow, um, spray paint. Like, you can't change your hair color now, they Okay, said. so we didn't have, we don't have that rule on ours. Yeah, you can't, like, for any holiday, like, they do crazy hair day, and I'm like, well, what about the boys that don't really have hair? Like, you can't put spray paint or whatever in their hair. But, like, they do no fake, no fake, um, weapons. Okay. So, like, they changed that rule where back in the day they didn't, like, have those rules, so. I wonder if that's because of the new, I guess it's not really new, the zero tolerance Maybe. thing. I wonder if that has to do with it. Um, I think one of the other sad things is they don't have all day parties anymore. No. And yeah. I remember in school we had all day parties. We watched scary movies. Like, not scary movies. We watched Halloween themed movies. We ate snacks all day. We did activities regarding Halloween. We didn't do any school work on holidays. And now they do school work and then they have an hour. Mm-hmm of party time which is odd to me yeah they really changed that because like i'm brio's the headroom teacher and i was like trying to figure out how much time and i'm like there are parties from like 2 45 2 50 till like the end of the school day which is like 3 30 3 45 so it's like you really only have like an hour to try to do stuff with kids and to try to get like 20 something kids to do an activity you're only really doing like one you know what I'm saying? Yeah. one thing so. it's not enough time and i think that teachers need to start bringing that back schools need to start bringing it back it's something for the kids to look forward to doing it's a fun day yeah but we're so worried about tests now that we don't do fun stuff we don't have fun days so um the next thing is talking about public changes and the three major ones that i can think of are time restriction um lack of participation 
and the paranoia surrounding the holiday and safety and things like that. So I kind of um, pulled three facts that were actually part of the 40 fun facts, but I figured they would fit better in this segment. And one is, in 1970, a five-year-old boy, Kevin Tostin, or Tostin, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, allegedly ate Halloween candy laced with heroin. Investigators later discovered the heroin belonged to the boy's uncle and was not intended for a Halloween candy. Number two, in 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died of cyanide poisoning after eating Halloween candy. Investigators later learned that his father had taken out a $20,000 life insurance policy on each of his children and that he had poisoned his own son and had attempted to poison his own daughter. And in number three, children are more than twice as likely to be killed in a pedestrian slash car accident on Halloween than any other night. So that kind of goes back to the safety. I know parents are always checking their kids candy, but I wonder if this, those two facts are what originated the paranoia. Um, I don't remember my parents really checking candy. You know what I'm saying? Back in, I don't know. But yeah, like I get paranoid about stuff like that. If I see a piece of candy, it looks like it even is like a little bit untwisted. I'm like, nope, we're throwing that away. Um, so I kind of do like to check stuff before they eat it. Um, and you just you just never know nowadays. Like somebody could take a needle and inject the candy. You're not going to see like the needle mark, you know, through the paper wrap. So it's like stuff that you have to think about. But it's not something that you want to think about. You you don't want to think that someone's taking in ho- like a, a holiday that kids look forward to, you know, and turn it into something that's scary where it's eventually nobody's going to want to really, you know what I'm saying, do Halloween or, per- you know, participate in Halloween because they're going to be so scared that I know like a lot of people now and it's something that I really wanted to do with the kids is just buy your own candy from the store and just give them that candy. I know a lot of people, that's what they do. They let their kids go trick-or-treating, but they don't let them eat the candy that they trick-or-treat it from, and they just buy their own candy. And so they just take the candy and throw it out? I don't know what they do with it, but they I imagine just, they, that's they what buy, they do. Yeah. Or do they give it to co-workers they don't like? I don't know. I <laughs> said, here you co-workers. But this I mean, I'm not... Drugs and stuff. I'm not big on letting them eat a lot of candy anyway, so I only let them eat a few pieces and I kind of hide their candy or like day by day I slowly take it. See, and I always remember my parents checking our candy. We would come home, we'd put all the candy, so no kid had their own candy. Mm -hmm. My parents would take all of our candy, pour it into one big pile, they would go through it. So we got to have like one piece of candy on Halloween night, and then my parents would quote unquote, and I'll put that in there because I know what parents do when they check your candy. They take the candy they like and they eat them. Um, so my parents always check their candy. Um, and I check the kids' candy, but I mean, you're right. You poke a hole in something, nobody's going to see that. And I think just by like each year, it's a more and more concern because it wasn't... Um, it wasn't a big concern like years ago, but like now as it gets closer and closer, like stories that you hear or like the news saying, you know, be careful of this, be careful of that. Like it just makes me think more like, is it really worth, you know what I'm Well, saying? that's what I wonder. 
I mean, how many real cases are there of people poisoning children's candy well, or putting I don't know razors if it was, in it? I don't and, know if it was last year or the year before, but they had the case where there were um, parents were finding razors mm-hmm. in their kids' candies. And that's why I say, like, if it looks a little bit unwrapped to me, I'm like, no, we're throwing this one well, out. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the whole point of checking candy to make sure. Because, yeah. I mean, you can't put a razor in a piece of candy that doesn't even look open at all. You're going to kind of know it's like, this doesn't look too good. You just toss it. <clears throat> a razor's really, really big. Yeah. But then I seen, um, I think it was the news. I, I seen it on Facebook, and they were um, saying how, like, um, they had drug candy that looked exactly like the gummy worms and the gummy bears and like the candies like that where they just have it in clear packaging where that's how some of them come in and i was just like that's crazy because yeah. i know sometimes even <clears throat> when we go to parties and stuff and the kids are in the back seat like they'll just go in the bag and unwrap a piece of candy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like you don't not necessarily always see them you know you try to catch it before that but you don't necessarily always see in them so i can see how it can be a little bit of yeah and i think not only with the candy paranoia is also pedophiles mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of people who will check um where the pedophiles live in their neighborhood or not not even pedophiles i'll say sexual offenders and sexual offenders um aren't necessarily all Man. sexual offenders yeah that's a bad thing if you there's a crime you commit a crime and it child is on the premise when you commit the crime you're automatically labeled as a sex offender you have to register as a sex offender whether any sexual crime was committed or not um it could be you know breaking and entering and there was a child there you know that you automatically have to register as a sex offender but they are required um by their parole officers to make sure their light is off i know that 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 means nothing but I know that there's a big craze now where people will, like, search out the sexual offenders in their neighborhoods and all this kind of stuff. So, do you do that as well? Um, I know, like, the past two years we really didn't get to go trick-or-treating. Um, so I didn't necessarily have to do it the last two years. Um, last year we went to my friend Sarah's job and they got candy. And this is because, like I said, I get off work at 5 o'clock. By the time I get to the kids, it's almost 6 o'clock. And by 7, it's like 6, 30, 7 o'clock. Like, that's when they have their restriction time at. So you can't really go to houses after that. So we went to my friend Sarah's job and we got candy from her. And then we went to my parents' house. They didn't buy any candy for the kids because they said that they were going to buy candy for the kids. So, like, that's where we were going to do our trick-or-treating from and just take whatever bags that they had, like, the entire bag and just, you know. Because they said they weren't handing out candy, that they were just going to buy candy just for the kids. And we went one other place. We went to one of the neighbor's house that we used to live next to and was one of Burrell's friends that lived there. And we let them trick-or-treat there. So, they literally went to three places last year and that was it. The year before that, Brielle had dance class on that day, so she got to choose either trick-or-treating or dance class, and she chose dance class, which got out at, like, 7, 7.30, I think, mm-hmm. and we were only able to go to, like, two houses, and it was people that we knew, but it, China was, like, the kids were, like, freezing cold, so we didn't really trick-or-treat, but now that we live here, I know this year when I do take them, this is not a neighborhood that I would take them trick-or-treating to. One, because when... Um, like after we moved in here, I looked at like the, um, 
the sexual offender list, and there's quite a few. Not saying, like, in this complex, but within, like, there's two right on Boulder Hill Pass that's, like, fairly close. And there's a lot in the neighborhood, so I said, like, this is a neighborhood that I don't want to take them to. And not only because of that, but because of the many incidents where there's a man that's trying to pick up little kids within, since we lived here, which has been, like, almost two years now. No, a year and a half now. Um, it's been, like, four times that it's been reported. Like yeah, that's a very high incidence of So I predator. was like, yeah. So I was like, no, you know, we're not doing it around here. So I would either find someone that's going somewhere else and, you know, do it as, like, a bunch or probably go around my mom's neighborhood maybe and just check out the list. But I think I would check out the list just because you never, you just never know. So do you feel like that predator is going to snatch your child at the door? Or, I mean, I'm not sure why people check it unless you're sending your kids out by themselves, but most parents... You're with your child. I think so. Them handing them candy. I mean, if it's it's not. I I don't think handing them candy is a bad thing, but I don't. Most parents, I think they just don't want their kids coming face to face if they know with a sexual offender. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like you know, if you know, um, you try to kind of shield your child away from that, even though your child might not know that it's you know occurring, mm-hmm. but. You know, you never know. There's creeps out there that can be like, oh, you know, that little girl or that little boy. And not to put it in a bad way, but they can think, oh, that little boy is cute, that little girl's cute. And then they can mm-hmm. try to, like, follow you or try to, like, get information, anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And stalk you. And you just, and that could be anyone. They don't even have to be on the sexual offender list. And I think <laughs> that when parents think of, think like that or that comes across their mind and sometimes, like, stuff like that, I think since I became a mom, like, I'm more aware of this stuff. But it just makes you think sometimes, like, is it all really worth it? I mean, I don't think it's unwarranted to, like, wonder. But, I mean, I've never been on the sex offender website. Does it list their crimes? Like, does it say molestation of someone under the age of 13? So it'll tell you if they're a child predator. Yeah. Or if it's, like, non-sexual crime, child on the premise, it'll tell you all the details. Yeah. And I just did it. It was an app that... I seen off of Facebook. I don't know if someone had posted it or if it was just an app and I had downloaded it and I had seen like the ones I just looked at the ones in this area that I live in. So were a lot of those like pedophiles like they were like children under the age of thirteen. Okay. So the victims under the age of thirteen. Now does it say like I don't know if it distinguishes between I don't like I said I've never been on there. Does it distinguish between like molestation it was or does it say like non-sexual crime but victim under 13 it does it'll say like non-sexual or sexual um okay a lot lot of them them were sexual sexual. and there was actually a lady on there too and i was really surprised yeah you you think mostly men but yeah you never know so yeah i was like really surprised when i and the lady i think is the one that lives closer around here too and, you know, you kind of teach kids more, like, go to women if you, like, you go That's for what help. I was going to say is, like, like, you teach them to go that to That was a, weird to me because, yeah, when we were going over the whole um, abduction mm-hmm. topic and keeping your kids safe and everything, and, you know, one of the tips was, you know, if there's a woman, you find a woman, but I'm like, that's you assuming that the woman is not right. a pervert. So, uh, it's kind of hard to go there. Or, you know, when you hear of... um 
police officers um, sexually assaulting women or people dressed like police mm-hmm. officers or, you know, in a car that's similar to a police officer's abducting women or raping women. It kind of makes you paranoid to even tell somebody that. I mean, yeah. you would hope it'd be your safe bet, but you don't know. Right. So that also, Danielle keeps mentioning the time restriction, and that's another thing. So, growing up, I don't remember us ever having a time restriction for Halloween. And now, mm-hmm. in my town, it's from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Meaning you can't start trick-or-treating before 4 p.m. And you can't trick-or-treat after 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I I know during the week, it's a hard thing when Halloween falls on a weekday because a lot of people are still at work. Until, you know, four thirty, five o'clock. By the time you get home, it's already 6. That leaves one hour for trick-or-treaters to come by and trick-or-treat. Or for you to take your children out trick-or-treating. I think it's kind of uh, an odd time to limit. I think so. Because I remember when I was a kid, it was like extra dark outside. It's like 9, 9.30 and you're still going house to house. Exactly. You know, in groups of kids and you know or like we I don't remember my parents ever really I think as I got older like middle school my parents never really went with me but I think that I was still continued to go with my kids trick-or-treating until they how get old out were of you age. when you stopped trick-or-treating when you said okay I'm done um probably like my second or I don't know probably somewhere in middle school I would say I don't think I trick-or-treated in high school I think if I went I took my little sister because I know one time a couple of times I took my little sister with me trick-or-treating um so if I went I probably like went with her like as I got older but I know definitely not in high school and I wasn't like one of the ones like oh let's go snatching bags of candies from little kids and stuff like that so um I was talking to a co-worker and she said that She's never stopped going trick-or-treating. And she's 22 now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love going trick-or-treating. And I went in high school and everything. And I'm not going to lie. I think I went my freshman year in um, of high school. I went trick-or-treating. Um, but that's because we lived in Hawaii. Okay. And Hawaii, Halloween is a really big thing because the weather is excellent out there. So you can go dress as whatever. It's a big celebration in Waikiki. It's, it gets crazy. So, I definitely went trick-or-treating my freshman year. Uh, Now, we live in the Midwest in Illinois, and it gets really, really cold. Oh, yeah. So, I think this year we're looking at 50-degree high of 54 or something like that for Halloween with rain. I'm hoping that there is a weather miracle that day, and it's in the 70s. It's really beautiful, but I'm not really (laughs) sure that's going to happen. My whole thing is, like, my kids don't like to be outside a lot, like, for long periods of time when it's cold, so I'm, like, good. Um, I am going to try to find some earlier in the day Halloween-geared activities to do. Maybe, like, take them to the mall where they can go trick-or-treating inside the mall or just something where we can be indoors so that way when it gets close to the time to go house-to-house, they're not really going to want to... You know, they already have either tons yeah. of candy where they don't really have to go outside and go door to door. Because they're not really big on it. They're big on more of, like, <clears throat> the classroom, um, the classroom types, like, parties and, you know, dressing up and stuff like that. So, I think the mall is a popular destination because of that fact that it's warm. You know, kids can actually show off their costumes. 
Yeah. A lot of times, too, you have to, yeah, you have to battle, like, do you wear your costume and freeze to death, or do you wear a winter coat, and nobody can tell what you are anyways. I think that's a big thing that you have to battle here in the Midwest. I saw this, um, this article, not really an article, it was this thing on Facebook today, and I don't know why I didn't save it, and I just, just thought about it, and I'm like, this would actually be good to go over because it was um basically saying like the don't forgets of um halloween and it actually made sense like um i don't remember it word for word but it was just basically like don't get aggravated with the kids like that come to your door and go trick-or-treating they were like you'll have the overthinkers that like think about what candy they want you'll have um the hyper kids that will come they were like don't automatically assume that the bigger kids that are coming are adults because they could be you know have something wrong with them and it was actually i don't know why i didn't think about saving it i'm trying to find it um if i find it i'll go over it but it made a lot of sense because it's like sometimes you get aggravated easily with other people's children and they're coming to the door they're ringing the doorbell you're constantly going to the door you're Here's your candy. There's kids that are pushing. There's kids that, you know, want to take more than what you would I think. Always get, I always find it weird when people get annoyed about having to get up and give people candy. Because in my head, I'm like, well, why don't you turn off your light and not buy any candy? Then you won't have to get up and down. I think they also get annoyed with the doorbell ringing. Like, our doorbell's broke. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it when... I kind of liked it when I lived with my parents because, um, like, the first year, for the first two or three years of Rail's life, she didn't go trick-or-treating, but she handed out the candy to everybody. So, Mm -hmm. we stayed home, and... You are like, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. She handed out candy to everyone. Um, China did it... Well, China's never really handed out candy. I wanted her to do that this year. Like, I was tempted to take her to my parents house and tell them to buy candy and just let her hand out candy like as you know people come but then like I thought about it like my mom really can't walk up and down the stairs and Brittany definitely can't walk up and down the stairs so you know it's not like they have steep I don't know if you've ever been to their new place but they have like really really steep stairs so I'm like they probably wouldn't want to hand out candy because it's like really steep stairs, and from the door and the stairs, there's not much room for you to like really stand no, there. No, like I wouldn't there. want to. So I was like, and they don't really have like um a porch or anything to sit on. So I was like, um, I you know I was just like they probably wouldn't want to do it. So I don't know if I do something early with the kids, we might just like hand out candy here and let like China hand out the candy, and the kids and I just like kind of. Hang out, watch Hang Halloween out, movies yeah. and everything. But, like I said, if I try to keep them busier, like, during the day. But I, this article just, or this thing that I've seen just, I can't find it, but it just made so much sense. And it just, it like, it made me think, like, you know, sometimes you kind of get aggravated, but you never know the type of kid that you encounter on Halloween. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, there's all different walks of life coming up to your door, so you kind of have to think about that. I like handing out candy. I don't mind people ringing the doorbell because I figure there's a reason why you're doing it. <laughs> My light's on. There's a bowl of candy here. You assume I'm handing out candy? I probably am. So, <laughs> otherwise I'd put it in notes, not handing out candy. I'd turn off my light. 
All right. Kids will still ring your doorbell, I think. Just because they're kids. So sometimes most younger children don't get the hint. Like, oh, you need somebody's home. No, they're still going to come up. Yeah, but it's their parents' job to say, oh, their light's off. They're not handing out candy. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. I never quite understand. I mean, I always see parents walking around with their kids. So as an adult, you should know. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if the light is off, I tell my kids. Oh, we'll go ahead and skip this house. We'll go to the next one. They have their light on. Let's go to that one. Um, so the last topic of the night that I want to cover is the sexy outfit trend. And this applies to grown women and little girls. They say that Halloween gives grown women the excuse to dress like floozies. Do you see that as something plausible? Mm. I think that most women's Halloween costume is, like, women's. I should say women, older women. They are, yes, they are a little provocative. Um, I don't do you feel like, do you feel like it's gotten that way over the years? Like, it's gotten more and more provocative? See, or do you feel like it's always been provocative? I don't know. I would say ever since I... became an adult I would say I looked at the adult costumes not when I was a kid I didn't like teenager like I said I didn't dress up I didn't go to Halloween parties when I was in high school okay so I didn't look into the Halloween costumes like now as an adult where you get invited to Halloween costumes like as an adult or you know you're just looking at costumes period because you I have kids now so I have you know you're looking at through the magazine then I'm like man these you know but I think they, I think for like women, they make them that way because it's like a little bit more fun because you're going to it and you're not like, it's not like a childish type of thing. Um, you know, your, your children dress to cover up and you know where you're going with this whole thing, but most children, you're dressing your kids, they're covering everything. Whereas an adult, you can kind of show more. Um, some of them, I don't know, some of the costumes I would say is cute, but it's not something that I would personally wear if I had to put on a Halloween costume. I would put it that way. I like how Daniel looked at my face and was like, I know where you're going with this. Because I know where you were going with this. <laughs> That's why. Crazy. Um. My phone's about to, I don't think I'm going to find Well, I remember growing up, and I also, as growing up, I remember more adults participating in the trick-or-treating process and dressing up and getting more involved. And I think we're kind of starting to see that pick back up where more adults are wanting to dress up and participate in Halloween. It seemed like for a while there we went through a period where adults were just saying, I'm going to wear my normal clothes. I'm not going to dress up. I'm not going to do the costume thing. And now I'm starting to see more adults dressing up. So I remember growing up adults dressing more scary even the women, you know, they're more like witches, more covered. And I don't know if it was the times or if it was just that back then Halloween was made to be okay. scary. My phone's about to die, so can I, I found the yes, article. Yes, okay. Real quick. Sorry, guys, we're going to let her go back. I just, before my phone dies, it says, With Halloween upon us, please keep in mind, a lot of little people will be visiting your home. And be accepting. The child who is grabbing more than one piece of candy may have poor, fine motor skills. 
The child who takes forever to pick out one piece of candy may have motor planning issues. The child who does not say trick or treat or thank you may be nonverbal. The child who looks disappointed when they see your bowl might have an allergy. The child who isn't wearing a costume at all might have a sensory issue, SPD, or autism. The big boy might appear to be an adult, but may be developmentally delayed. Choose your words wisely. Be nice. Be patient. It's everyone's Halloween. I think I have seen that one before, mm-hmm. but that is, no, it's definitely a good one. So, yeah, like I, like I said, I've seen that, and I was like, it, it really opened up my eyes and, like, made me think, like, you are coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you're, you're having a come face to face with a lot of little people that don't have, you know, the allergy thing I really related to because Braille has really bad allergies. Mm-hmm. Like all the other ones, like I honestly can't say that I can relate to, so it doesn't make you think about that. Like mm-hmm. if I think about anything, I'm going to think about allergies before I think about anything else. You know what I'm saying? So parents who have kids with, you know, many different situations, like, they, that's the first thing they think about is their kids and their kids' issue more than, like, you know, anything else would stick out. So, that made me really think, too. It gives you a different perspective. Which actually kind of ties back into the subject that we were talking about. Because when we posed the question to our listeners to prep for the show, the question was, do you feel like costumes for young girls and teens are too sexy these days? And the bonus was to post a pic of a costume that you think is too sexy. So I didn't expect anybody to really say, no, I think that the costumes are appropriate because I'm not going to lie. I've seen some of the packaging and I feel like every year it gets more and more um, what I would consider provocative, mm-hmm. where they don't need to be. Um, things like a tied brassiere for little six and seven year old girls versus like a vest or something like that, which would have fit the outfit just fine. Where Instead, they. Um, it's actually a costume that's at Party City, it's part of the Monster High thing. Really? And I've seen it, I've seen the costume in two different ways. One has a brassiere that ties in the middle, and the other is more like a, you know, just a top, like a shirt type of thing. And I think that the shirt one is cuter than the other one, but, I mean, it begs the question, why do we need to have a halter type top for little six and seven year olds? So, on my social network, when I post a question, I overwhelmingly got the response that, yes, costumes are too provocative. But I had one that made me really, really think about it, and it was from my cousin. And she said that she doesn't feel like any costumes are overly sexual. It's us placing that connotation on the costume. Because she said, when your daughter goes to pick out that outfit, she's not saying, I'm going to be so sexy in this outfit. That's true. I mean, more, I would say more so in the young girls. Your teenagers, you might be getting that whole, like, I'm going to look sexy. And that's because, I agree, they're being sexualized too early. They're being taught about sex and being sexy. And they're watching these shows that are conditioning them to want to be sexy because they want to emulate adults. And that was basically her point is, 
we put that on our children. That's not something they originally think when they go to pick out that costume. Their whole thought when they see the costume is, oh, it's so cute. They're not really thinking, oh, I'm going to look sexy in that. And I never thought about it in that perspective. So, you know, I appreciate her putting an idea, putting a thought out there that's not really a popular idea. But if you listen to the points that she makes, it's a very understandable way of thinking of it. Mm-hmm. And she kind of related it to the whole um, blame the victim in rape culture type of thing. Where we say, well, she was dressed like that, so she deserved to be raped kind of mentality. And she feels like we're kind of doing the same thing with these costumes as we're kind of saying, well... You know, you're trying to be sexy when in reality, that's not what they're trying to do at all. I had a response and this girl April said, I think young girls and teens clothes in general are too sexy. Never mind the costumes. Uh, we're the modestly, um, where, where's the modestly? And she said, why are parents allowing it? And I had to agree with her because parents, like you, I, I mean, I get from what you were just saying. It's what we look at. Um, so we're like, okay, that's, you know, you're too grown to be wearing that. But um, I was like, not just with clothes. I know people um, who allow their daughters at m- elementary school age to go to school or to go out in public to places and wear makeup. And they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. And um, Brielle is not really big into makeup. Um, she likes if we're at home and, you know, everybody's playing makeup, then she'll want to play in makeup. Mm-hmm. China's really into makeup. Mm-hmm. And she's just all around that girl to girl makeup, nails done, lipstick done. That's China. Mm-hmm. Um But it's something that we teach her you have to do in the house. Like, you can't put on makeup to go out. Like, she thought it was a big deal because when we went to, um, they put their costume on and we had a church event and my sister put, like, some, like, a little bit of makeup on her. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we went there, we were in the car and she wanted to put lip gloss on. So I, like, let her, you know, just put the clear, I had the clear lip gloss on, I let her put the lip gloss on. Mm -hmm. And... But I know people who allow their child at my children's age mm-hmm. to go out and make up. I and let my like, daughter go out and make up. Well, okay, so you let her just go out like... Yes. Just do you let her wear makeup to school? Uh, she doesn't She doesn't have time in the morning mm-hmm. to put on makeup. We. It's not like I'm like, you should really wear makeup or anything. Normally, when she wears Which makeup... Which is this? This is my six-year-old. Okay. She's really into makeup, doing tutorials, creating looks and everything. She's really into it. So, I mean, on nights, most nights, she'll say, hey, mom, can I play with the makeup? And most of the time I say no, because especially after she's taken a bath, we don't want to do that. We don't want to wash it off. Um, She doesn't go on with, like, caked on makeup honestly you probably couldn't tell most times that she's wearing it Mm -hmm. um it's not something she goes out often in but if she has the makeup on and she doesn't look crazy then 
I don't say anything. Half the time, I probably don't even notice, and we go out the house. Mm. So, I used to be one of those people that were like, absolutely not, no makeup, blah, blah, blah. But I think for her, it's a passion. Like, makeup really is her passion. And I think that's probably the reason that I don't react the same way. Now, if she was like, I have to wear makeup to look beautiful and to look pretty, then we'd have to have a talk. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that for her, it's a craft. Mm -hmm. It's an art form. It's something that she really wants to do. Like, she would love to have a career in doing makeup and that type of thing. I don't want to say no. Absolutely no makeup because she studies it. She'll watch videos. She'll practice looks. She'll... She knows, like, the apple of your cheek. She knows the terminology. Things that you wouldn't think a six-year-old would know about it. Well, actually, take that back. She's seven now. Um, But just things you wouldn't have a seven-year-old tell you about makeup Mm -hmm. and different lines and different strokes. And it's just amazing to see her do it. So, for me, I don't look at it in the same fashion as, like she was saying, it's not something that I would say, oh, she's trying to be sexy. It's not something I'm trying to look beautiful for other people. For her, it's an actual craft, an art form. Now, if she had time in the morning Mm -hmm. to get up to do her makeup to go to school, would you allow her to wear it to school? Um, I'd have to ask her why. Why she wanted to wear it to school. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get the kids ready in the morning. Their dad does. I'm normally um, at work by the time any of them are out of bed. I'm at work. Um... I don't think that it's something that she that I would allow her to do every day. Okay. Now, if so everyone wants to watch, she wanted to. I'm seeing people who allow their children before you know. There's there's the women that have to put makeup on before they leave the house. But if your eight, nine, ten year old has to do the same, I have to put my makeup on no. before I leave the house. Every day, going to school, going, you know, like you're going to anywhere and you, hold on, I have to do my makeup. I understand, like, kids look at it as in a craft, and I feel that that's going to be China. Mm -hmm. I feel that that's going to be, like, she'll, I was telling someone the story, and I don't even know if I posted it on Facebook, but I was saying how we were trying to dress Brill up last weekend and I, bro asked me if I had red lipstick. I'm like, I don't think I have red lipstick because I don't like wearing lipstick. Oh, yeah. But I do have, like, lipsticks that come in, like, little makeup kits and, you know. And she's like, yes, you do, Mommy. And she went in and she went to the drawer that I have my lipsticks in and she went and grabbed the red lipstick and she came and handed it to me. I didn't think I had red lipstick. But she likes getting my, like, she'll try to sneak in my room and go to my vanity set and do the makeup and, you know, the brushes. Like, she tries to do all that. So I I understand how, like, that can be yeah. a craft. Like, China loves getting her nails done. Like, that's something that she always wants to do is have her nails and her toes painted. And she asks at least once a week for us to, you know, paint her, her toes and her nails. Like, I'm not really big on... I'll do the toenails. I'm not really big on painting anyway, so her dad does a lot of it for her, like help help paint her nails and stuff for her. But um, that's just something that I think that she's going to be passionate in. But it's not something that I would say, okay, Brill or Brill, okay, China, you can let's do your makeup. Like one day she threw a fit because she's like, I have to do my makeup, and we were going to church, and we had to like sit down and be like, no, 
you're not old enough to do that. Like, we let you play with that in the house, but you don't have to do makeup to go I think to when it becomes a stressor or a requirement, it's not, like, that when you have, you have to start questioning it. When it becomes a stressor, it's not really a good thing. Like, if you freak out because your face is not painted when you walk in the house, you have to start wondering if that's more of a self-esteem type of thing, and that's when you need to worry about it. I think when my kids get older, when they're like 16, I think 16 is the going age. I would be like, okay, bro, you're 16. Like, that's, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but hopefully Ashley doesn't (laughs) listen to our podcast. 16 is the age where I say that I think it's okay for her to start dating, and that's just me personally. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. an okay, okay age for her to start dating. Um... See, Danielle is diving into all these extra realms that we're going to have to go into in another topic. But I'm saying, I would say that at the same time, I think that 16 is an okay age to let her start wearing, like, eyeliner and, like, um, mascara. I don't know if I would let her do the whole let me contour my whole face or however you say it. And I don't know about all of that, but I, I mean, because when I was in high school, I wanted to wear eyeliner and mascara and that's all I still wear now. So you kind of set the standards of what you felt was acceptable for yourself as what you feel is acceptable no, for I just, your kids? I just think that's an acceptable age to go out if you're, you know what I'm saying? At 16, I honestly, you're two years away from being legal. I think that's an acceptable age to start dating, to start wearing makeup. That's just me personally. To start personally. wearing sexy costumes for Halloween, 16 for Danielle's. No, I'm not saying sexy <laughs> costumes, but I don't know. I don't know. I would probably be like, oh, you're not going out the house wearing that. I think once you turn 18, yeah, then you can ch- choose whatever the heck you want to wear because you're 18. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, we're going to have to continue this in some other topic. Um... So, we are out of champagne, so we don't have any other sayings. (laughs) (laughs) So, we will see you guys later. Until next time.